We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford, a studio this morning. Hopefully the day is not going to go as it is, uh, as it has begun here. We had to reset a couple times. Um... Apparently, for the first time in a while, we've had a hot mic as well. So, a lot of stuff going on this morning here. On yeah, the, uh, I don't know what that is. I'll have to figure that out. Something different than usual? Um, I think I know now that I think about it. Do you? Well. Okay. Yeah, we're having some production problems this morning. I don't really know what's causing it or not causing it. I mean, no. but everything we said, I would just say out loud anyway. Yeah, I don't think we said anything overly wrong. I we? mean... You know what I think about forced content? Yeah, I know. So anyway, yeah, forced right. content comes across as forced yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast brought to you every single. I mean, day how do you do that before the Austin P game, for example? How do you have seven bold predictions yeah. for the Austin P game? They're gonna play. Be a lot of backup stuff, right? I mean, but that's but, forced. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, I hated that when I was at the Mobile Register. I'll tell you this little story thing. They used to make us do this um, thing on um, on Thursdays. It was Thursday. And we had to write a column. And I would always tell them, this is the point of having a columnist, is let the columnist write the column. I'm a beat writer. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't need to write a column. Like, yeah, but we have this space for you to write a column. And so for the first several weeks, I would just write a feature and put it in my column. No, no, we want your hot takes. We want your opinions. And I said, but this is what's going to create all sorts of problems. You're, you're forcing a problem by forcing content. And sure enough, when I would get opinionated, people at Auburn that I covered would get worked up. Mm-hmm. Justifiably so. Sure. Because it was forced. If something had organically occurred where I thought, you know, this is such that I need to express an opinion? Sure. Well, then, okay. But beat writers aren't really supposed to have opinions. It gets lost in today's news coverage. I mean, holy God. But, yeah, 
So when you force a And there's con- a big difference in opinion and analysis. Yes. Those are two completely yes. different things. So when you force a content item that might be perfect for the Alabama game but is completely off the off the hinges for the Tennessee State game, you did it to yourself. Yeah. Like a beat writer at a school should not write that a team didn't get into a conference because of race. That would not be a thing a beat writer should talk about um, potentially. So, you know, but columnists they have the ability to do that potentially. So, well, I mean, anyway. look if if the if the point of that column was to get hot takes, hey, win W W. However, I fear that the click point, monster. I fear the point of that column was to express personal opinion, uh-huh. which makes it fair game for me to go god bless america you have turned into an absolute idiot and i like you but you're an idiot it's a lot of football again uh the way this show works today we'll, we'll obviously hit the main couple stories with old miss but old miss plays in less than 11 hours at this point so um not a lot of pregame content there for you from this particular podcast but there's like a four-hour pregame show you can go watch on youtube if you would like to uh to do that but we'll hit the weekend we'll talk about some sec some national stuff Good game last night even. So a lot of stuff coming up here on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go and see their self-checkout. They've got up and running. Take care of yourself. Don't worry about anybody else checking you out. You can also get a lunch special for five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. And at, uh, at uh, all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, you can uh, download the Speed Pass Plus app, use it, earn points, and save money there with the Oxford Exxon. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food. On the square in Oxford, be a great place tonight to watch Ole Miss and Louisville. Um, try their burgers, po'boys, appetizers, great drink specials, uh, great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square, and also Rafters uh, in New Albany. And then as the week goes on, get back out to Rafters on the water out at Sardis, frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, great waterfront views at Rafters on the water. So a few things here. Um We'll talk about Ole Miss first. Obviously, hit some of the things that happened over the weekend. Past that, do you want to? We, we, we know we do so much pre-show around here that I haven't asked this question. Do we want to maybe look at next week's lines and then run talk about each of last week's game as we talk about those lines for the next week? Or you got just the way you want to do this? I, how do you how do you want to go about this? this I've given here? this about no thought. Okay, so, sure. Whatever we'd like to do is fine. Is what you're saying? All right. So Ole Miss, we find out. I'm a uh, I did not even necessarily realize it. I was uh, I was getting up, thinking about having some breakfast, just kind of getting around on Saturday morning. Uh, I, I get a phone call, and it's sheer panic from one of my best friends saying, have you seen? And I had seen nothing at that point. Um, and I thought it was a joke at first. I mean, I was kind of – it took me a minute to fully appreciate what had happened. Then I go to Twitter, see that Lane Kiffin did announce that he, uh, he had a positive COVID test and would not be traveling with the team to Atlanta for uh, Monday night's game. That set off uh, a bit of an hour of a firestorm because of a couple different things that were were going on there inside the Ole Miss media sphere, Um, (laughs) including uh, a report that Ole Miss was doing random COVID testing uh, on Saturday morning. Fans 
justifiably and clearly panicked over that over that thought. Well, I, that's the um, one I heard, and I went, well, no, wait a minute. Yeah, the because, whole point here. <laughs> because I just asked Lane this very question. Yeah, so I I sent Keith Carter a text. I said, I'm going to need a little clarification here because um, I'm going to get this question 7,000 times in the next 42 minutes. Um, to Keith's credit, he called me a few minutes later. We had the conversation. He said that... Um, it was not random testing the way Ole Miss was doing it. And this would have been the case anyway. This had nothing to do with Lane's positive case that from a medical task force standpoint, you are fully vaccinated when you have had both your shots and two weeks has passed from that second second shot. shot. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, frankly, I heard that when I got vaccinated, that's been a pretty common thing that they have told everybody that you, that's when you have the most protection is two weeks. So people who are not two weeks post second shot, they, have to take the normal game week testing that anybody else would have if they were unvaccinated. Um, and for the most part, that's walk-ons that... Yeah, because I know they were doing a lot of testing even the first day of camp or whatever, and the reason for that, or the first day, first scrimmage day of camp, and that was when classes had started and they could add to the roster. So it was a lot of walk-ons, right. the non-preferred walk-ons, that kind of thing. So, look, I, I did not sense... I mean, Keith obviously wasn't going to be like, well, here's a list of players that aren't vaccinated, but and he... Didn't I don't know that he even knew necessarily, but I did not sense that it was oh god nine starters are getting tested today. Um, there <laughs> did not appear to be any factors playing into this that was worrying Ole Miss from a from a player participation standpoint. I've heard no issues about player participation standpoints. Ken Crane put out a uh, a tweet with the uniforms. I saw a good many of the expected players were in Atlanta with their uniforms hung up in their lockers last night. Um, Jerry and Ely, Henry Parrish. Matt Corral, they were all accounted for, best mm-hmm. I could tell. Parrish's jersey was misspelled, but saw that. Um, otherwise, that was. But how, is that like a game one issue? Like you, you have like some some preseason kinks because like, Indiana had the guy had his misspelled on the front. I'd too. like to have some respect put on uh, Henry, but because you're like, hey, they didn't misspell Matt Corral's jersey. I mean, Ely had his name spelled. Why don't correctly. you get the best player's jersey right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so look. Um, Player if you're going to start misspelling jerseys, then yeah, misspell yeah. the jerseys. Player-wise, I don't see any problems. Um, Kiffin, look, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a deal. Uh, it would be a much bigger deal had Levy gone to Auburn or somewhere in the, in the, you know, sure. you're, you're breaking in a new coordinator, sure. and then this happens. Lane had not made his mind up as of uh, Saturday morning on exactly how it was going to be handled, but all the scuttlebutt is that Levy will stay inside the press box, call. Um, plays from his normal what you position there he's not going to switch that up right. Durkin would handle things on the field um kind of the concern not really concern that's the wrong word the conversation was more they you know DJ's at his best when he can only focus on the defense and really sure. just watch everything going on especially in a game one with a lot of new guys so how do you counteract that really that's the spot where it's if there's a loss anywhere but otherwise look they're not going to win this game or lose this game differently, or at least in an outcome standpoint, because Lane's not there. I don't believe that. Um, so the defense it, it, is going to run the defense. It's a lot of nothing in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, look, you'd like to have your head coach there. I mean, frankly, the biggest issue to me is just, especially if something goes wrong early, nobody to calm Matt down on the sidelines that he trusts to the level that he trusts Lane. Sure. I think that's like. I think this would be a bigger deal if this were last year with Matt Corral. Oh, well, sure. I mean, we've written yeah. a lot and talked a lot about Matt Corral having grown up a lot. So, 
we start to find out. If you talk to Matt Corral, and this is not a, a shot at Lane Kiffin at all, but if you talk to Matt Corral, the first coach that always comes up in the conversation is Lebby. Yeah. And Lebby's there. They, they'll have the headset. They can talk. Lebby will see things. He'll be his eyes from up top. What they miss is you miss Lane's ability to spot something in real time. But look, this isn't Jeff Lebby's first game as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> He's been around for a it's while. It's going to be okay. If Ole Miss loses tonight, it won't be because of that. And if they win tonight, it won't be because, oh, gosh, Jeff Lebby was given the reins. Jeff Lebby's been given the reins for a while now. I mean, Lane contributes to the play calling. There's no question about that. And it's an opportunity for Lebby tonight. Sure. Lebby wants to be a head coach. Going, hey, Lane wasn't there, and we hung 48 on Louisville. Lebby's going to be a head coach. Sure. And so, yes, this is – Probably in like four months. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for DJ Durkin tonight. But it won't be because of his head coaching. It'll be because whether the defense has improved or not. We're seeing it this morning – it's a lot of like this week one panic from fans. And like, I get it. I mean, I've been high amped up for sporting events too in the past, but it's like, Hey, could that go wrong? What's that mean? Like, what, 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 like I feel like we're all like a little anxious and a little like paranoid at this point. Um, and in, in, in the process. And then let me touch this. Sure. There's a lot of talk and a lot of people are writing stuff about what the rules are for tonight. Uh huh. Did you put rules in quotes? So let me do this nicely. Okay. I don't give a blank what the rules are, and nobody else does either. But he's not going to be in Atlanta. He can't be, because it wouldn't work, on their communication system. Sure. He's not seeing the game. He's not on the radio. In real time. I don't know whether he's watching via cable or via satellite or whatever, but there's going to be a slight delay. Now, is Lane Kiffin going to be able to communicate with someone on the staff via cell phone or whatnot? Of course. There's not going to be anybody patrolling the sideline looking for Lane Kiffin popping up on Tom Luke's cell phone, for example. <laughs> if he sees something and he wants to communicate it, he will. He will have that ability. I'm sure at the half he will have the ability to get on a cell phone and talk to someone if he so chooses, if he needs to. But he's not there. And he doesn't see it in real time because the game has some sort of broadcast delay. Just because the signals have to yeah. bounce off satellites. Technology has to take it a second. just is what it is. Yeah. And so the people that are like making this giant, I get it's a story. I do, I get it, it's clicks. But it's common sense. He's not on their live thing because, frankly, he would be a distraction if he's, say, four seconds behind the play. Sure. So. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I'm good. Everyone's yeah, going I'm wild not. with this. Will he be able to communicate? Well, yeah, he's got a phone. Yeah, I know Lane posted that he was trying to test out, and then he deleted the tweet. I've heard no indication that anything is different, so that would that would shock me if something were to change. All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room, and I'll be the bad guy because I've been the bad guy on this for the better part of 19 months. Okay. If you're Lane Kiffin on Saturday, you're vaccinated. You know your entire team is vaccinated. On Friday – he said he had mild symptoms, his words, not mine, so mild that he thought about not testing. But you've kept your mouth shut and not tested at least for a couple of days? 
um, I had that thought when it first happened for sure. And I think a lot of people would have not tested in that standpoint, frankly. Um, because you know. are telling your players, right? Hey, guys, unless you have symptoms, yeah, sure, you don't have to test. So yeah. nobody's got symptoms, right? I mean, that's 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 getting said, correct? My, I think there's a couple different things. I think, and again, I don't know how all the processes work. Maybe he, had, maybe there was some extreme caution where it's just in freaking case. On Monday morning when Matt Corral wakes up, if he has a freaking cough, he hadn't been around me in the last 48 hours, and I don't have to deal with that potentially because right. I'm around him more than I'm around anybody else. But you're only having to deal with it from a PR standpoint, nothing else, because from a testing standpoint – and Oh, I, no, 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 I agree. I'm this is saying, the story I worked on. I'm just saying on the off-damn chance Matt woke up, woke up six on Monday, okay. six on Monday morning. I mean, is it likely? No, God, no. God, no. But I'm just – But the truth is unless Matt woke up this morning and told people he was sick. Yeah, sure. Nobody would say anything. Yeah. Um, somebody close to Lane was sick, and it just was out there to a point that it was necessary from a from a standpoint, from a PR standpoint. It's possible, I guess. It's conceivable. Um, and then, I mean, you know, taking some red herrings out of this thing and Occam's razor a little bit. Lane's gotten a lot of publicity. He's become very popular for his push for Mississippians to get vaccinated, and he was doing a by-the-book thing because that's what he wanted to do. That's what PR standpoint or strictly just what he thought. I don't. I, I'm not in Lane Kiffin's head. I yeah. can't say what his motivations were, no, I, but maybe he just did what he was supposed to do. Look, this is going to sound crazy, and this is going to sound like I, I'm. It's 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 not a criticism, and I'm not accusing anyone of having an ulterior motive. But COVID's been really good to Lane Kiffin. When Lane Kiffin got to Ole Miss, the knock on Lane Kiffin, right, was that he's this immature party yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. He's crazy. Oh, boy, he's Joey Freshwater. Mm. Oh, he's out at the bars every night. Yeah, no. Really hasn't been the case. It was never going to be the case. No. It was, frankly, a, it was a wrong stereotype given his Twitter persona is what it was. Yeah. And so this summer – when the story came out that Ole Miss was 100% vaccinated, in many ways he became the darling. Mm -hmm. And over the weekend, they have gotten a ton of pub for Kiffin, quote, doing the right thing, end sure. quote. Yeah. Being responsible, et cetera. Yeah. I think it has allowed the narrative around Kiffin, which is important if he ever wants to whatever. Or just in general, he might have been tired of that persona. He may have been tired of that persona. I mean, I said, that's a good no, point. I'm, 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 that's not people who are, I am. People are saying, oh, he's, Lane Kiffin's all grown up now. He's mature now. And again, I don't think it matters. Because at the end of the day, if Ole Miss struggles with Louisville tonight, it's probably a shaky sign. So I, that that that's pretty much that. I mean, otherwise, well, I mean, like DJ Gregory says, it's known he still likes them around since something about co-ed, slightly older than co-ed, he he, whatever. Yeah, but it's not a he he thing. He's dating the same girl and has been for basically a year. Yeah, yeah. I, we were I mean, he's he, every, everyone knows she's when we were out at practice. She was out at practice most of those days. Yeah, her, out there she she works it's a very for the university. prominent family in the community. She's, I mean, yeah, it, she's the daughter of, of a very of a very prominent family that everyone in the athletic department knows. It it's it's not a secret. It's not a scandal. It's 
It's a relationship. I told Neil this earlier. Two consenting adults. I told I told Neil this earlier. The Clarion Ledger did Lane a grave disservice. Imagine that when he tweeted about the rumor that she was pregnant, and the Clarion Ledger called her a former cheerleader. She is a, an adult who works inside the athletic department. It would be like me university. calling you former. Former pitcher yeah, Chase I mean, Parham. It, it, it was a it was a condescending yes. remark yes. that put her in a box that, frankly, is not fair to her and, by association, not fair to Lane. People inside the athletic department were very upset with that story and that headline, yeah. and they had every right to be. Yeah, that's that, that, that was bullshit. I mean, total, so, total. It was clickbait. It was everything that's wrong with American journalism today. In and it one continued paragraph. this storyline yes. for no reason when she's yes. you know whatever. I mean, so, she's a former cheerleader. A okay. lot of people are former cheerleaders. Yeah, I mean, I'm a former strong safety, like really former, but former. I mean, I could claim it. It's not wrong. I played it. At what point does she just become an adult? Yeah, right. I would argue that now. Yeah. So. All right, we'll move on to the, what was a crazy weekend of games. Plenty of storylines, plenty of podcast fodder. We'll get there in a second. First, take back Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting that understands your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or therogue.com. Also brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let uh, Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367 or visit him in person at 1685 High Street in Jackson. We are also brought to you by Alpha Specialties located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. Alpha is your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. Um, they also have Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They also have, um, they can repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. It's 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by... The uh, Grenada Nissan, if you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, look no further than Grenada Nissan. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're presented by Service Specialists with office in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialists has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. So whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact a service specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, you should also reach out to service specialists. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Look, Mississippi's a small state. Service specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. Also, if you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, Service Specialist has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi but you have confidentiality concerns, 
Call service specialists. There are no referral fees for those searching for a job either. You have nothing to lose. So call them at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Full list of events going on this week and every week with the uh, home football schedule returning this weekend. The Double Decker Bus Tours are back on Friday, 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Remember, with each adult ticket, you also get $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans. Tunes around town back on Friday, too, if you need something to do the night before, around dinner or whatnot. Three different locations around the square where music will be playing. Get some dessert, get some ice cream, get some yogurt, and check out some uh, some local musical acts there on the square in Oxford. So, again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Okay, so, so many things here. Um, I don't even really freaking know where to start. Um, I guess we'll go in a little bit of reverse order. Last night, uh, really happy for Mackenzie Milton. Looked really good last night uh, for Florida State. Kind of well, brought them back definitely into a comeback. They end up losing in overtime to Notre Dame. And then in our first dumb, dumb, dumb PC college football thing, Brian Kelly last night screws up a quote from John McKay from like 40 years ago. And the internet goes crazy. And I woke up to this because I went to bed as soon as the game was over. And I, I went kinda, to bed. Florida State was losing. By yeah, 20. Neil had no idea they went to overtime when I yeah. walked in this morning. The quote back in the 70s from McKay, and I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit, but you'll get the gist, was somebody said, what do you think of your team's – or something about what do you think about the execution? And John McKay said, I'm for I'm it. for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Timing is fantastic on that. It's hilarious. At the time, it, he's coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are god awful. They were an expansion team, yeah. and they were awful. <laughs> and John McKay was known for being funny. Yeah. And so that was asked. He answered it. It was deadpan. It was brilliant. And I'm still laughing about it to this day. Because I mean, it, it was it, great. It's great. Well, Brian Kelly wants to be funny, and there's not an unfunnier human in the world than Brian Kelly. He has no sense of humor. He has no timing. You know what's he's, funny is people who know him really in private say that he's an incredibly charming, funny guy to just hang around and talk to. I don't think he's not even charming. I just his 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 humor because he's so high strong when he's dealing with right. football. Right. That just, we we can't get there. He can't lower his personality to that point or or whatever you want to call it. But he very clearly is not in favor well, of actually so executing his players. Last night and he's like, yeah, you something about execution or they should all be executed or something. It's like, well, yeah, that's not how that went. <laughs> but we couldn't all just laugh about it. We yeah. had to get self-righteous mm, and take yeah, him absolutely. literal. And it's like, absolutely. even Chris Fowler. I know. Chris, I saw this. I saw this this morning. Well, in 2021. Oh, for God's sake. I know. He's making. Do you really think he wanted to walk into the locker room and murder his player? Of course not. There's a zero point zero 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 percent chance. And nobody actually thinks that. Well, okay. they just found but, a so way why, to be offended. So why do we do this? So why do we do this? Because it's our field that does this. We are the only ones. I'm not talking about Karen out in, in wherever. She, God bless her, she's helpless. Th- those people are done. The, the, the people that are, are li- literally still locked up 19 months in, they're done. Their lives are over. They're finished. They're never recovering. But it's our profession. We all know Brian Kelly is not for executing his team. <laughs> so why can no one give anyone a break ever? No, it's more fun to be offended. But if I'm Brian yeah, Kelly from now on, I'm like, don't ask me to talk to you on the field. I'm not going to yeah. do it. Find me. I make seven million dollars. Yeah, I'll pay the ten grand. 
times, don't do it. I mean, our field is, God, I hate us. We are the biggest collection of assholes on the, in, the, in, in, in society. We are the worst. I hate journalism today. We are disgusting. Chris Fowler, oh my God. Stop. Chris, you, you've covered these people. They give you a level of access that nobody else gets because you were once ESPN. He, he made a mistake. An innocent mistake. Chill the F out. Instead of focusing on that, focus on Mackenzie Milton, whose story is incredible. It's a great story. Don't take away from I – mean, give Brian Kelly a break. Brian Kelly's been a pretty good dude for the most of his career. Yes. And all of a sudden that you want – because he makes one bad quote – in an attempt to make a joke. And to his point, he defended himself in the press conference and was basically like, really, guys? Like, yeah, I mean, right, come, yeah, okay. come the F on. Yeah. But he's got a bunch of 20-something-year-old beat writers in there just waiting to execute him. He ought to tell them all to kiss his ass and walk away. No joke. Just go, hey, good luck covering Notre Dame football if you're not going to give me a break on that. Answer every question with yes or no for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I was, occasionally you got to let a coach have a moment. Yeah, I was actually looking for it, and I'm having a hard time finding it now. Because, I mean, I'm, we're obviously not going to play Brian Kelly's press conference. And I, somebody had tweeted the quote last night, but now I can't seem to locate it. So, whatever. Where he had defended himself, and in a very joking manner, was like, come on, you know, basically, come on, guys. Yeah. He shouldn't have to defend himself. I mean, he can say, hey, you, you blew the joke, your team almost blew the game, but it's all going to be okay. He very clearly, if you're going to take it, oh, it's literal, you can't say that in 2021. Why not? You can't tell a joke in 2021? Do you think Brian Kelly, do you think Brian Kelly's players actually believe that their coach wants to kill them? Like literally take their life away because of a football game? Because if you believe that, then bet against Notre Dame the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, no, his his team was celebrating a important win on the road in Tallahassee last night. That was it. That's They're it. all good. Yes. They got some problems with their football team. But well, it's week one. Yeah. And people can overreact badly yeah. to week one. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, just what we do, though, for whatever reason, we just we just do it, and, and it's our field that does it. Nobody else does it. We, we fuel it. We keep it going. And if you dare do what you say, what I just said, I promise you, 90% of the people out there in journalism get mad at me for saying it. They don't understand why I can't just join in. Yeah, I don't mind finding the clip. The problem is that I don't know where it's at in Brian Kelly's press conference. I've found Brian's press conference, but. Which is probably 20 minutes. Yeah, so that's the problem is I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, knowing all these people is probably in the beginning, but I have no, I have no clue. Um, so, I mean, we can link it on the board, but I have I, yeah. I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know how to find it right now. Right. Um, I do know how to link the press conference on the board. Uh, speaking of rants, um, I thoroughly enjoyed our friend Matt Moscona on uh, on Saturday night following the LSU loss to UCLA in uh, in Pasadena. Yes, it's great. You know, 
there's plenty here, but credit to Matt because doing a post-game show around LSU fans after a loss and getting distracted as many times as he got distracted, Who and people literally grabbing his him, arm around him, like, like literally. I mean, at one point, Matt goes, "Dude, you're putting all your weight on my shoulder." I would have been like, "Dude, get off of me!" I mean, it, I don't like being touched like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he had composure in a way there as whatever was happening was happening around him. It's week one. I know we can do a lot of overreactions. And I, I'm mad at myself right now because, frankly, UCLA, maybe it's been the better football team. But in addition to that. Did you watch the line of scrimmage? Yeah, yeah, I know. Going on the road, going west, and it being a second game were also factors in this, um, in my opinion. Um, I, 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 it, I mean, I had a terrible week. But of all the picks, that was the one I'm most mad about over the course of the weekend. A couple of the other ones, just those big lines. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Sure, I don't sure. care. So LOS, I know. I'm just telling you. Well, and frankly, just telling you, LOS. But also, second level stuff. Their linebackers struggled with UCLA's running backs. They're bad from a physicality standpoint. They haven't covered a crossing route yet. I mean, look, but Chase, I'll eat these words if I need to. I think they're six and six. I think they're five and seven, six and six potentially. Well, I used to do a show with this guy in Baton Rouge, and I would talk about LSU. I had some concerns. I had some concerns. Oh no, no, no! Talent, four star, five star talent, talent, talent. Ed Orgeron recruited talent here. I mean, that 2008 team. I'll never forget. I covered the first spring practice. That was my first day on the job. I was like, whoa! I got. More players here than I thought. LSU got whacked. Yeah, they got a couple of really good corners. They're always going to have speed. I mean, Ricks is a is Elias Ricks, hell of a player, stud. Mm-hmm. They got the one receiver that's a badass. They got beat up front, flat beat up front. I watched. I watched it the whole game. I actually ended up doing exactly what I said I was going to do without meaning to. I watched some of Georgia Clemson, but the game that absolutely just riveted my attention was LSU UCLA, and I watched even during the game. Yeah, I watched the whole damn thing. See, I, 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 I was talking to a buddy last night who said the same thing. I found it less TV appealing. I watched, I went back and watched a lot of it because I knew I had to watch it for our, my job. I watched Georgia Clemson live. I was much more, for whatever reason, enthralled in Georgia Clemson last night. Well, what I saw, the LSU game that I didn't expect, I made myself until I got to a point where the Buffalo Trace began to kick in and I just began to enjoy the meltdown. Yeah, sure. Before that, I really focused on the lines of scrimmage. Because you really have to, on TV, you have to make yourself lock in on that or else, because the camera's going to go with the ball. And if you saw it, you're like, whoa. Because this is supposedly UCLA, right? And the LSU coach comes into the stadium, and I don't think I think this moment is does him in. I really do. You think that's a, it's, you I, think it's actually a big deal? I think it's a really big deal. Do you really? Okay. I do. Not because of what he said or him yelling at a fan, but it tells you where his discipline is. Sure. Bring your ass down. Bring your ass on in your sissy blue shirt. Okay, well. That team, which you just implied is a bunch of sissies because of their color and they're in California, whatever, they kicked your ass up front in a way that you rarely see LSU get its ass kicked up front. Mm -hmm. And the quarterback, 
I thought he played okay, Johnson. He was fine. But he's not terrifically accurate. They got pressure on him. They rattled him. It's UCLA. If UCLA's front does that to LSU, what's Kentucky's front going to do to LSU? What's Auburn's and yes, front? Yes, you said Kentucky. I yeah. did. What's Auburn's front going to do to LSU? What's Florida's front going to do to LSU? Good God, what is Alabama going to do to LSU? I mean, you start counting the L's. They're going to get three in a row right here. They're going to win three games in a row. So they're going to be three and one and then whatever. But it is not out of the realm at all that they lose five in a row after I'm, that. I've been saying this for months. I know. Five. They have to go to Kentucky. Well, because he might be fired here. Frankly, if if what we think is possible, again, maybe they win one, but whatever. For the sake of the conversation, he very easily could be fired on October 30th. They have a bye week after Ole Miss before Alabama. I know. So, LSU's going to beat McNeese. They're going to beat Central Michigan. And their state sucks. They're going to they're beat Mississippi State in Starkville. I think I think they're athletic enough on defense to not let Will Rogers and his crew throw the ball around. Is that fair? Yeah. I know what they did to him last year. Yeah, I, it's I not get even it. about last it, year. It. It's about I watched their intermediate well, pass coverage was if you're really right, bad. Then even more so. But yeah, but for the I sake think of the I do think they win in Starville. So three and one. You picking them to beat Auburn today? No, no. Picking them to beat Kentucky today? No. That's Kentucky in, really Lexington. Kentucky really looked good after the first like three or four minutes. They did. And Kentucky's the, defense is legit. And the kid can throw enough to give him a, a, a passing game. Oh, and he's, he's got a little bit yeah. something to him. Yeah. I mean, everybody's hung up on the – he eats the banana with the peel on. I, I want to I laugh at you a little bit about it, but if you told me Kentucky finished second in the East, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm telling you now that I think Kentucky's going to finish second in the East. Because their competition for that, next up, Florida. You picking level should be Florida today? No, not no, today, not based on what I just saw. Florida is – Florida's not great. They're good at everything. But they're yeah, there's no you, you made a great point. They're Arkansas baseball. Yeah. They're not gonna win a championship because the weaknesses will get you, but they're never gonna have just the dud game. And then Ole Miss. Before an off date, and then Alabama. Yeah, I hadn't seen Ole Miss yet. Yeah, we haven't so let seen me see Ole Miss, yet. and I've seen Alabama and LSU's gonna get smoked. They're gonna get smoked by Alabama. My God. Five and seven is not off the table. No. Not saying they're going to go five and seven, but it's not no, off I mean, the table. But everybody everybody would just go, oh, they're going to beat UCLA. Because I didn't mention A&M yet. I know. Everybody would go, oh, they're going to beat UCLA. And I would be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The game's out there. It's Chip Kelly. There were signs of a pulse at times last year. And Chip Kelly looked more modern with his play calling on Saturday night. He did, he did. not look Rich Rodriguez ish on on saturday no we, we this is what we it in the media do though we we determine that a guy's done and he's done we determine that lane kiffin is joey freshwater and he's joey freshwater forever that's what we do hey guess what with the exception of one season mm-hmm. ed orgeron's been the same guy yes and that one season i feel even as even as dumb as we are after watching pete deweese's video on friday Neil and I probably could have won a championship with that team in 19. We'd have had a shot. I'm always very careful that I do this the right way because I think it's important. Yeah. Ed Orgeron gave Joe Burrow an opportunity when most people wouldn't, and he deserves credit for that. And he got out of the way in one season. 
Ed Orgeron hired this young 20-something-year-old yeah. offensive coordinator when other people said, you're insane. And he gave him the offense and stepped the hell out of the way. And he stayed he out of Dave Miranda's way. He put Steve Ensminger in there to like, hey, just yeah. babysit if, you, if he needs you, but leave him alone. Yeah. And they did. Tons of credit. They had a great wide receiver core with Chase and all those cats. And, and, and they, they, they spread the ball they around. Right. They had an NFL running back in the backfield, and they used him right. It was, it was a brilliant offense. They were very good up front. Dave Aranda is a very good defensive coordinator, and he left him alone. Yeah. Because if he bothered Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda would have jumped out of a building yeah. because they're polar opposite personalities. Give, give Ed a ton of credit for what happened that year. But then everyone left. Everyone left, and they're not the same. That's not Joe Brady running their offense. The defensive coordinator is a guy who's never coordinated before. He was in, an, in the NFL, but he was a DB's coach. They don't have a personality on defense the way that you would expect them to. And they got whipped up front. Mm-hmm. So maybe UCLA is about to go on a tear. But if UCLA ends up being the fourth best team in the Pac-12, LSU's in trouble. Yeah. Speaking of, we were asked to go here next. Mississippi State, who is uh, first up for LSU in this uh, in this gauntlet. If you want to include the Bulldogs in that, they are losing. They were losing by twenty at one point to Louisiana Tech. They come back. Tech kind of folded there in the fourth quarter. State wins thirty-five, thirty-four to go one and zero. They are trying to take the optimistic look of. They got it done, but a lot of issues in Starkville. Um, I said this on the board the other day when it was bad. I'm for those that don't know, I'm from Ruston. Yeah. Um, grew up there, moved there. I think when we were three, and lived there. My parents lived there until I was in my early twenties. I still know a lot of Ruston people, mm-hmm. and when you talk to Ruston people, including people who are really big Louisiana Tech fans. Before this season, they're like, yeah, we're going to kind of take a step back. Because Tech's been pretty good for a while. Yeah, Not great, but they've been solid. Yeah. They've been a bowl team. They've been to, I think they went to the, I know we make the jokes, the Independence Bowl, the one in Shreveport, whatever yeah. it's called now. But sure. But they've gone to those kind of bowls. And uh, they went to the Armed Forces Bowl, I think, in, in Texas or whatnot. They've been a, a real solid kind of seven and a half win. What are they in? Conference USA? They are. Team. It's kind of who they've been. Solid. They played in the conference title game with Driscoll that one year at least. Yeah, they've been a solid program. So Skip Holtz has been there for a long time. They have a lot of continuity. They've been good. But if you talk to people in Ruston who were pretty big tech fans who were dialed in, they would tell you, yeah, I think we're going to take a step back. We don't have the talent on the roster this year. And the proof is they literally took a quarterback kind of off the scrap heap and just went, hey, come on, do do your best. Well, I mean, he was literally, 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 he had a job. He was just out of the whole deal. And if uh, and give state credit, they won because they they came back and, and had a furious fourth quarter. But if if Griffin doesn't return the kick, it doesn't happen. No, they're in trouble. They are what they are. You just don't win in this league if you can't run the football. I'm fascinated by their game on Saturday. Now it's going to be going on the same time Ole Misses is, and we'll follow it best we can. They play NC State on Saturday. State looked They're losing. pretty good on Saturday. They're losing Saturday. Yeah. I, to me, this says, hey, was it an overreaction at all, or is this absolutely who they are? And, I mean, because, look, speaking of schedules, State, the next few weeks, mm-hmm. 
NC State at home. At Memphis is not a gimme. No. Memphis is okay. Not great. They're fine. LSU. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. And then A&M. And then Alabama. Oof. Yuck. I mean, it, it, now after that, it softens. But there's no – look. I say it softens, but look at this. Alabama – now, everybody's beating Vanderbilt. Kentucky, that's sure as hell not a win on the write it down. At Arkansas is a contrast in styles that, I don't know, flip a damn coin. Beats me. I mean, Arkansas didn't look good over the weekend, but. Look, Tech ran the football. Yeah, I know. And then Auburn, Tennessee State, Ole Miss. Well, they're losing to Auburn. So. And again, I hadn't seen Ole Miss yet, so yeah, I know. we'll yeah. see Ole Miss tonight and I can go from there. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm letting the jury sit in the box for a while. So, now states, states, state is potentially what the detractors from the very beginning were worried about a Mike Leach team looking like in Starkville. Almost by the book. You're not going to recruit a ton. You're, you, don't, you, you don't use the running back enough to highlight, frankly, a position that state's always been able to get. I mean, that's one of the things, too, is you look at programs and fits, and everybody said, oh, well, Mississippi State is kind of like Tech, except the SEC version, or kind of like Washington State, but the SEC version. But State's knack and where they've done a hell of a job and a lot better than Ole Miss inside the state of Mississippi is running backs and offensive linemen. Yeah. And when you don't take advantage of that and you take that and go, no, 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 we're going to pass happy mm-hmm. this son of a gun and I'm just going to take the scrap heap quarterback. I mean, no offense to whomever, but I mean, you know, it's like. Well, it's the opposite of the Lane Kiffin offense yeah. because it's, no, this is my offense. I'm the smartest guy in the room. This is what we do and you will fit my offense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fit my offense to you. You will fit my offense. Good luck. Look, I watched Mississippi State a good bit. I watched Arkansas a good bit. Yeah. Arkansas is not a good team. Arkansas would beat State today. Yeah. I think because so they're too. better on defense than Tech. Sure. And Arkansas, the one thing that they do fairly well, it's the reason that they escaped Rice the is other run day. run the football. Is they, they do that. They'll get you up front. They're pretty good up front. they got yeah. a good offensive line. Stromberg at center is a good player. And they're surrounded by some good players. Jefferson's a weapon with his feet. His yeah. arm's not a weapon at all. But his feet are. He's yeah. a big boy. And they've got some good backs. Run. And they've got a pretty good running scheme. And I, I think they'd be able to run the ball effectively on state. Yeah. Continue going around the league a little bit in a second. First, talk about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C dot com. Got the Ignite package, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark dot com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, portal controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call if you're in the Oxford area. Get the best internet around again, 662-238-3159. I'll have a mailbag up probably late Wednesday this week. It'll be brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells land, condos, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're already thinking about maybe that holiday trip, maybe you're already thinking about next summer, which would actually be pretty smart because there's still a ton of deals to be had in the travel industry. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters and a budget. Let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwardsregency.com. 
travel.net. First time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling um, John that you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Um, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So get in touch with them at mypinwealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Also brought to you by the College Corners, one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's the same company, two names, same company. If you're in Oxford, Tupelo in the area, it's Comer. If you live in the Memphis, North Mississippi, Hernando, DeSoto area, get in touch with the people at Southern 662-801-1777 for all of your heating and cooling needs. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates, nickstanoxford.com for all your real estate needs on the buy side, the sell side, and more here in the uh, in the local area, 662-281-1200. You can go to the website, see gallery view, listing views, talk to agents, and much more. You can also click the uh, link in my signature, the 321 content item will be out tomorrow once we actually see a football game and see what that looks like. So click it, register there on the website. Again, 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. Um, just reading kind of while you were doing that, Chris Lowe has a story on Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin today. Um, yeah, I knew Chris was in town last week. Yeah, uh, I, I did find this funny. It says, uh, let's see, lately Kiffin jokes that the only trouble he's gotten himself into is leaving his garage door open at the new home he bought at the Country Club of Oxford. I've got, I got a letter from the Homeowner Association saying I'd violated rules by leaving my garage open one day, Kiffin said. Why would they care if I was leaving my garage door open? It's fair. That's a fair, valid point. A valid I've never heard of that type of uh, of that type of issue before. So that's 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 one. Not overly shocked, given just yeah, yeah. Um. So whatever. Kiffin also with this uh, quote when discussing um, Matt Corral, he says again, you can read it at ESPN.com. It says if Matt limits his turnovers, and unless I'm an idiot, he's going in the first round and probably the top half of it. Mm-hmm. He was throwing it 70 yards with accuracy, and he's not a huge guy, but his whole upper body's loose, really loose. When he does our flexibility test where he puts his arms back, it's amazing how far he can go. He's also a very good quarterback scrambler. He's going. To, he's not going to be the fastest guy at the combine, but he's got good feet, and he's slippery once he starts running. So Lane Kiffin there on Matt Corral. Lane's really high on, on Matt. I mean – I thought Matt's comment last week was funny that the coaches tell him he sucks. Just they're, you know, jokingly keeping him humble or whatnot. Again, two years ago, the head coach not being in town, bigger deal. Tonight, not saying that. Yeah, I knew the trash cans was a one. Every, I, I knew that one. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I just think tonight Matt's going to be fine. It's his offense. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, Matt, a year later, as you said, Matt, a year later is such a difference without not having Kiffin around sure. than, than it would have been. 
he would have panicked at some point. Yeah, tonight. learned a lot last year. As crazy as it sounds, the Arkansas game was the best thing that ever happened to Matt Corral. I thought it was a I thought it was a really correct thing for Lane to tell Matt first he wasn't going to be around tonight. Let yeah. him process get get in that mindset prior to springing it on him with the rest of the team because it's different. I mean, he's he's, sure. the, he's the one that well, it doesn't affect the defensive the tackle at all. <laughs> No. I mean, Lakia Henry isn't impacted by by Lane Kiffin not being on the sideline. No. Probably true, isn't it? I mean, Jalen Jones is like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm – he's not there. What am I going to do? He's going to do the same thing he was going to do if had he been there. And I don't think Lane's strength as a coach is the rah-rah. His, his, his pregame – Speech is not going to be I mean, the Nobody's thing. ever told me that his pregame speech is just off the chains. No. He'll be missed at halftime on the offensive sure. skills players. Sure. Something tells me Matt Corral will get on the phone. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky looked good. We mentioned them. I mean, no reason to stay on it a ton. 45-10 over ULM on uh, on Saturday. The Penn State transfer throws for 367. Um, saw something, and I forget the exact stats, so I might be a little off here, but it was Kentucky's first game over like 250 yards since maybe 2018 from a passing standpoint. Could be. And, or maybe it was the last 21 games is I think what it was. And 18 of those 21 games, they had thrown for less than 150 yards. They got off to a bad start. Yeah. And then dominated. Yeah. Now look, ULM is not good. Just awful. Just awful. But Kentucky looks the part. Mm-hmm. Who else looks the part? Alabama, forty-four thirteen over Miami on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon in Jeez. Atlanta. Bryce Woo. Young goes for three forty-four. And look, it was forty-four to thirteen. But it could have been whatever the hell they wanted it to be on Saturday afternoon because it was twenty-seven to three at some point in the second quarter, and Bama just went, "Okay, that's they're dead." Well, that was Saban going, "Okay, I need some crappy right now." Yeah, and there's not a lot of crappy right Let's now. Let's figure out a way for us to look like average in the second half so that I can yell some this week. They were dynamic on defense, which we knew they were going to be. Yeah. Harris looked. Good. Insert new running back. It's Brian Robinson is the new one. Um, yeah. The one to know for the year. Um, they still have a stable of wide receivers between Michi and Williams and the whole deal. They're so um, good up front. They are. They're they, so good up front. I mean, it. I know they're ranked number one in the country, but they were also the best team I saw all weekend. Oh, yeah. Eye test-wise, just oh, watching the game. for sure. They were the most complete offense and defense team that I saw yeah. all weekend. I'll say this: Everyone better hope Miami's really good. You mean bad? I mean, really bad. Yeah, if they're really good. Then go ahead. If and Miami's call it. If Miami's a nine or ten win. If team, Miami is really the fourteenth team in the country, it's over. Yeah, it's done. Um, because everyone's going crazy about Georgia and Clemson. But Georgia and Clemson both offensively looked really pedestrian. And what we don't know is how much was Clemson's offense pedestrian because of Georgia's defense. And we'll talk about that game in a minute. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Manny Diaz saying all the right things, but as I think it was the Palm Beach Post had a column I was reading sometime Sunday morning was that what Alabama showed Miami is that the expectations for Miami are still in a lower category here, that it's be a quality football team, but you're not ready for that that type of prime time. Miami talked a lot this offseason. They did. 
Word to the wise. Don't. don't talk. There, was, there's a way to approach the Alabama game, and that ain't it. Well, there's a lot of media going on about I don't even know why you play Alabama in those neutral side openers. I mean, like, whatever. I don't necessarily think don't play it, but just manage your expectations. I well, mean, Say the right things. But it wouldn't have mattered if they no, never said a word. No, but don't wake them up. I mean, well, Miami's trying to be 80s Miami. They're trying to be flashy, and care. you're not that program anymore. Yeah. Just like Nebraska and Tennessee. I mean, I'd like to pick. be 15 again, but I'm not. I mean, it was it was it was it was a dump trucking. It was as bad as anything I have uh, I've seen. They're really really good. I mean, they're 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 the best program in the country. They have been for a while. They're the best team in the country. They have been for a while. Beating them is going to require. You playing your A-plus game and them playing a C game. You spoke of it, Georgia-Clemson. Georgia 10, Clemson 3. The only touchdown was a defensive touchdown in the uh, in the game. I told Neil yesterday on the phone, I felt like they were like 2010 Alabama, where quarterback play was fine, but nothing that stood out to you at all, especially in today's college football. Um, the run game was okay, but that, dang, that defense was good. Um, it, and it flies mm. around. And no matter what Clemson is or is not, they're obviously not bad offensively. In Georgia, we have in like I said in twenty twenty one. I don't know that we've seen that level of defensive domination in a game in a long time. They were Oof. they were special to the point that. Look, well, JT Daniels has got to be better. He threw for one hundred thirty five yards on Saturday night. He did nothing for me. No, um, he's. He looked pedestrian. He's got to be. He looked better. better than DJ. But well, yeah. DJ did nothing. But I look at that schedule and think it's very likely Georgia runs this thing, and the SEC championship game against Alabama doesn't mean a hill of beans. No, it's a seeding game. Yeah, you're one or you're four. Well, if that's the case, then they're playing each other well, again. They won't do that. So whatever. But you know, you're yeah. one or you're three. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what Georgia did. Was they bought themselves now? Just go. Because if they lose, they've got to run it and beat Alabama. Right. So Georgia had to not lose to anybody else and then win one of those other two games to get into the playoff. Well, now they just have to go beat everybody else. Yeah, they they are they are salty on defense. They're good to say the least. Yeah, I mean they're special. To Clemson, are you at all worried? Are do you about winning the ACC or about winning the national title? No, just getting back to the playoff. I mean, who in the ACC scared you this week? Well, so far, nobody. Because I'm not worried about Virginia Tech, even though they beat North Carolina. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm not worried about North Carolina. No. I mean, frankly, Florida State was pretty good, but they're not beating Clemson. No. So, go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, my, did Miami on Saturday make you go, oh, we're shaking in our boots now? I mean. No. But now, I, I, of all the teams you just mentioned, they're the one that I'm willing to give the benefit of the Miami. doubt to for a minute. Yeah, because of okay. who they played. Yeah, sure. Clemson took a fall at quarterback. If I'm a voter, I move Georgia up number two in the country today. Yes, for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm Alabama one, Georgia two. Absolutely, you went, you went, you, want, you went on the road and held Clemson to a field goal. Yeah, and a neutral site. But Alabama looks so good, I can't give you number one. No, Alabama's number yeah. one until they're not. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't agree with that, you're, you're not being fair. You have to reward the consistency of of their excellence. Yeah, Longo did not call a very good game Thursday night. It's awful. They were they were rough. It's awful. I thought Virginia Tech called a good game, played a good game. That was about their max, and they they yeah. did. 
They fed off the crowd. They were good. Um, A&M is good. I don't like the quarterback at all. He threw tons of mistakes, things that will get them beat in, in games not against Kent State. They're very good on defense, as you would expect the Jimbo team to be at this point. And they're good at the line of scrimmage. They're, they're good up front. But, no, they, their offense is – their offense leaves you some question marks. Yeah. 41-10, but they covered. And, and, and look, the, the 10 part is really good because Kent State's a pretty good offensive team. Okay. And so, for them to do that, credit. But, no, you got to worry a little bit about what you saw from the quarterback spot. It was his first game. you got to be careful with first game overreactions. He, he, he will get better. But he better get better. It was four picks, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, it was. He was shaky. I think that's right. Yeah, I, they're fine, but I'm not ready to pencil them in as a contender against either one of those other two teams yet. No, 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 not not even a little bit. No, they're not in the same boat with Alabama and Georgia. That might be it right now. You know, I mean, if you maybe bet a Florida A and M game today, I don't, I don't know which way I'd go. Even um, Florida's just nice and steady. Florida's fine. Yeah, they're yeah, good. we'll get to no, them they're good. Um, it's zero and twelve, right, for Vanderbilt, twenty three to three. I mean, I know UConn's still on the schedule. We'll talk about that in a second. But well, UConn is, and on September the fourth, they're quitting on their coach. To the point that he had to announce his retirement yesterday. Yeah. Otherwise, they were going to have a mutiny. Yeah. Randy Edsel retiring at UConn. Yeah, Ra- Randy Edsel retiring at the end of the year. And if you think he's making it I'm, to the end I of told the him year. yesterday, I'm so mad at myself. Not just a little money, but a lot of money on Vanderbilt under three wins this season that I'm irate with myself. Well, I told you because all summer. Because it's not possible. I told you all summer that people well, around know, that it's three program, freaking wins. You yeah, push with... East Tennessee State, Hold UConn, on. and one more. Think about these words for a minute from people who are objective viewers, and I'm not talking about Chris Lee. I'm talking about people deeper than that. Yeah, sure. Independent of one another saying that Vanderbilt would be, quote, historically bad, end quote. Think about the history. And for them to be historically bad, you've got to take a real step back. Because they – They've hit the precipice of the cliff many times. Vanderbilt in a 20-point loss to East Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we, we didn't even say North Dakota State or Eastern Washington or East Tennessee. Yeah. With all respect to Steve Forbes, he's at Wake Forest now. Uh, Ken Seals, the quarterback for Vanderbilt, still mm-hmm. the quarterback at Vanderbilt. Yeah. 195 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. They're running – Averages, average yards per rush for the four people that rushed the ball on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yes. 3.9, 2. 1, 4. 3, 0. 2, Okay. Surprised it's that good. They scored three points on East Tennessee State. And that's what East Tennessee State getting penalized for taunting. Clark Lee's next job is back as a defensive coordinator somewhere? I mean, I would assume. This won't ruin his career. It's no, it's Vanderbilt. You can take the gamble on Vanderbilt and it not ruin your career. Derek Mason's back as a Power 5 upper echelon SEC defensive coordinator. Yeah, sure. So Vanderbilt's schedule, I and mean, forget the eight SEC games because they have no shot. South Carolina's going to truck them. Yeah. And that's the closest one they have. 
Sure. Or Tennessee. Take your pick. Um, no, they'll lose to Tennessee. Tennessee's well, I know better. that. Tennessee's better than them. Uh, Colorado State. I, I know nothing. I know about, nothing about Colorado State, but I'm assuming it's a loss. I will take Colorado State in Neil's picks this it's week. It's at Colorado State. It's in Fort Collins. Is that right? I think that's right. Okay. Now Stanford did look like warmed over garbage, but I just got a hunch they can still beat Vanderbilt. Yeah. K State did dominate them on Saturday. Yeah. They were David I, Shaw needs to go do something else. I'm betting on Stanford. And then UConn. And now they might beat UConn because I mean UConn is dreadful. And that awful. game's up there. Not that it matters. Is it? Fairly sure. No, it's at Vanderbilt. Is that Vanderbilt? Yeah. Okay. I mean, to this point, UConn's two games is they have a 38-28 loss to Holy Cross. Holy Cross. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to Vanderbilt. They don't have the worst loss uh, of the year. And 45 to nothing to Fresno State. Mm. Those are UConn's two games. Prior to Vanderbilt, UConn plays Purdue, Army, and Wyoming. If you're interested, uh, let's see. Someone wants me to address Rich Rodriguez at ULM. It's what ULM gets for doing what ULM did. What ULM did was lazy. It was lazy. It was an attempt to go back in time and trick your fan base, what little fan base there is, into we're serious by hiring some retreads with no energy left. You get what you pay for. They deserve it. I joked a lot about me applying for the job. But no, seriously. I mean, you look at what Arkansas State's done for years. Look what all these teams have done. I mean, go find the dude and then see if it works. Go find the 31-year-old up-and-comer and give him the program. Let him hire a bunch of young coaches and be super energetic and try some things. Fail at that level and no one notices. Anyone who thought Terry Bowden and Rich Rodriguez would come in and do anything different than what they just did, you're living in the past. But, hey, Ole Miss did the Rich Rodriguez thing. That's Ross Bjork. Sorry, but it is. I love you, Ross, but that's on you, bud. Matt Luke was hiring Will Hall. Yeah. By the way, Southern Miss got smoked. Yeah, 34-7 there. South Alabama put it on them. Yeah. Big crowd in their new stadium. If you've ever been down there, it's, they built it in, in a um, – It was in Mobile? Yeah, okay. built it in a really cool part of Mobile. Um, good for them. That program has a chance to be a real solid Louisiana techie sort of program. They do. They real, a real chance. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. We mentioned Florida. They beat uh, FAU 35-24 on uh, – I mean, sorry, 35-14 on uh, Saturday. Yeah, they covered. Who? Florida. No, they, no, they didn't cover. No, That's right. 21 I, I picked them to cover. That was the one that I went in and changed. Like, y'all, I read y'all's picks, and I was like, ah. It was the one that confused me the most. I told you that that was my stay away if I had to stay away from one all week. I, I just it – was, it was weird to me. They're, they're fine. I mean, they literally are – Fine. They only threw for 113 yards. On Didn't Saturday. have to. Well, I know, but but yeah, no, they're fine. Hey, There's man. nothing special about Florida. They're not the second best team in the division. And then there's nothing I can take at all away from Auburn and South Carolina's games against really bad teams. Here's the one thing I'll take away from Auburn. Okay. You're right to not go crazy. I mean, they played just a just a dreadful team. Yeah, Jeffrey's stats about Akron were very accurate. Yeah, but I will say this: the eye test showed me that Bo Nix felt a lot more comfortable in that offense. He was being asked to do things that he's more comfortable doing than running 
the Malzahn, you will fit my offense because sure. it's my offense and I'm the smartest guy in the room because I go to Waffle House to celebrate wins. Mm-hmm. And the media love me because I've got two or three media friends that I feed everything to. Fair. Um, this, this, he looked far more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, Nick's looked like a completely different sort of quarterback. Now, again, it's Akron. I would think even the hardest-edged Auburn fan would go, yeah, it's Akron. we got to be careful here. But he did look far more fluid, far more comfortable, just more confident in what they were asking of him to do. It's running a system that fits his style much better. And look, Auburn's got, as they usually do, they've got people who can run the football. Yeah, thanks good. Damn good. But but Akron's bad. And so that's that's you gotta be super careful overreacting mm-hmm. on on Auburn from week one. Here's the thing. I watched Penn State against Wisconsin. What a hell of a game that was. Um I know everybody makes fun of it, but I'm like, what's the difference? I mean people watch Clemson, Georgia, and like, oh, this is art. And then you watch Wisconsin, Penn State, and you're like, Oh, Big Ten sleepy. It's the same game. Now, those teams aren't as good as Georgia and Clemson, but it was the same style of game. Here's what I'm saying. Penn State Auburn has a chance to be a really entertaining That's game up there where we'll learn a lot about both teams. Yeah. There's from a TV standpoint, there's a speed difference that makes it look sluggish for whatever reason comparatively to Auburn yeah, and Georgia. I mean, sure. it's Georgia and Clemson, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. But I, but I, I I'm I guess I'm going to put on my Big 10 defender hat here and go Wisconsin Penn State was pretty good TV. That was fine. Yeah, I had no issue with the game. Um, frankly, the bad TV was the blowout, Iowa over Indiana, because Indiana looked like garbage, and Iowa looked really good. Iowa looked really good. Yeah. That's also too. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M there on South Lamar and Oxford. Tyson Drugs on the square in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. Take advantage of that, as well as MedSync. Well, they fill your prescriptions the same day each month. Make sure you get what you need when you need it. It makes for one carry out from the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything for the month there with G&M Pharmacy. Again, stop in, find out what all they can do for you. 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard. To be specific, they've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, Children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Also brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. It's the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Go to their virtual tailor, get measured, and design your newest jeans in just a few minutes, and uh, you'll be looking great. You can also get a 10% uh, discount just by using the code REBELGROVE at BlueDeltaJeans.com or in the Oxford studio. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works, so don't miss out. Also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. They're based out of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, or Ole Miss grads that utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. Get in touch with them to learn more about all their great properties, such as the Village at Madison at 601-586-3220. We're also brought to you by ACS, owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. 
It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full service, uh, full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB Square D, and many other manufacturers. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by uh, Game Changer Patch Company. I'll have 10 thoughts up tomorrow. They're basically done, but I'm waiting for the Ole Miss game, obviously. Um, Game Changer will be um, they want to help you prepare for the grove coming up on Saturday they're the only two parts two patch system I should say available in the market to stop hangovers before you start warm-up patch is used before or while you drink the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep the all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play uh, they're running a giveaway through September the 8th which is Wednesday mm-hmm all Game Changer patch orders placed online through the website will be entered to win an officially licensed Ole Miss branded Yeti Roadie 24 hard-sided cooler and a home run bundle of four packs of warm-up and four packs of overtime. Also, free chances to enter the giveaway, including leaving a product review or following them on Instagram. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by 7 South Tailgating. You don't have to commit to the full season to sign up for 7 South services. Go to um, 7SouthTailgating.com or call 662-321-1682. If you're just coming up for one game, coming up for a few games, coming up for the whole season, whatever the case may be, get in touch with Kyle and the people at 7 South, and they'll make sure you are taken care of. And we're brought to you by Dead Soxie. The, uh, the new collegiate line is out. They have some really cool stuff in that collegiate line. The one with Archie Manning. It's good. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. really cool. The clipboards. Yeah, clipboards good. Rebel Grove uh, is the promo promo code Rebel Grove at checkout at deadsoxy.com for twenty five percent off your entire order. Also brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a thirty five percent discount on any products from the site, and uh, free shipping on one hundred dollars or more. Several new products on the site. They sent me some of their uh, camo stuff. It is cool. So if you guys are hunters, uh, you you need to uh, need to check out MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. The brand new Muddy Water Lady camo apparel out as well. Again, Rebel Grove is the promo code uh, for 35% off and free shipping. And we will be on tonight after the game. That will be brought to you by uh, Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They put everything They've got into bringing you game day at Walk-Ons with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. Quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Coming soon, Walk-Ons Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1735B University Avenue in Oxford. So one game we didn't talk about, Missouri 34, Central Michigan 24, really kind of what we thought of Missouri last year. The offense is pretty good. The Bees like kids okay, and their defense is not very good. So that's sort of what happened on Saturday. Yeah. It, of all fine. the SEC teams, they were the one that I really didn't watch. Everybody else was either interesting or train wrecky or something, and I wanted to watch it. Missouri was just sort of there, and I didn't see them. They had a kid run for 197 yards, but at Central Michigan, I don't know what to take from that. I, I don't know if that means anything or it does not, but – they had a 17-14 lead at half, scored 
touchdown in the third quarter, won the game. So whatever. We'll we'll find out. They play they play Kentucky this week. Missouri Kentucky I think this so. weekend. Yeah. So um well Yeah, the slate of games this week is not as bad as you think. No, I've got it up. Um because I'm not going through all the lines, but I did find a few funny. Um couple of good ones. The line has come down a little bit tonight, just like half a point, nothing crazy. You can get it at nine, nine and a half or ten, depending on your favorite sport book tonight for the Rebels yeah. and the Cardinals. Kansas, who uh, rushed the field after beating South Dakota over the weekend, they uh, play Coastal Carolina, 28-point underdogs to the Chanticleers Look, on Saturday. give credit to the Kansas fans. You're not going to have many chances to rush the field, so just do it. Why not? It's South Dakota. You're going 2-10. You're Are gonna you beating have, somebody else? I, I, but then, then you even prove my point even more. Maybe you're going one and eleven. So if you're going to buy so what the hell? So if you're going to celebrate a win, go so ahead. Like Ole Miss in 07 against Northwestern State. What the hell? Go if, ahead. And if do you've it. slipped to that point, then you've slipped to that point. Own who you are. The Citadel. Here we go. There you go. Okay. I'm I not going to criticize Kansas fans for celebrating a win because this might be the only one they get for two years. Pitt opened as a one-point favorite against Tennessee this weekend. They're now a four-point favorite. It is. Uh, I'll it, just tell you now, I like Pitt in that game. Do you? Yeah. Uh, South Carolina, a two-point underdog now to East Carolina. They opened as a two-point favorite. We had a four-point swing in that one quickly. And uh, oh, I need to make sure I had that one. I didn't have that one on my list. I missed it. And the Gamecocks and the Pirates. That is, uh, that is in Greenville this weekend. What time is that game? That game is at 11 a.m. Okay. I'm assuming that does not have the ESPN post-game day kick. I'm assuming that's SEC Network. Although, too, remember, reminder on this, in this new ESPN deal, ESPN can do streaming only for one non-con game a year. So you won't always be able to find every single game in the non-con on television. Just be yeah. aware of that as SEC moves forward. I would assume that's Austin P for Ole Miss this weekend, but I don't it know is. the answer to that. It okay. is. It was, it's Austin P. Okay. I mean, that would make the most sense. Uh, Oregon and Ohio State's this weekend. Ohio State favored by 14 against the Ducks in uh, in Columbus this weekend. Yeah, I don't know enough about Oregon to go there yet. I'm skipping some of the big lines. I'm just looking for decent games. Um, we'll hit everything later in the week when it when it matters more. Do you take UAB getting tons of points against Georgia this week against Athens? Just How many is tons? 30-ish. Probably. I mean, now Georgia's going to try to get Daniel some confidence. They're going to let him throw the ball around a little bit, but they are, but they've positioned themselves now where you don't want to get him hurt. Mm-hmm. A&M giving 17 to Colorado in uh, in Boulder this weekend. Yeah, I know nothing about the buffs, other than they have a new Buffalo. Cecil Hurt made a good point on Saturday. He was reading a story about the Mercer Bears who play Alabama this week in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and there was a picture associated with the story, as there usually is, mm-hmm. The Bears looked a little undersized and a little outmanned for what's coming on Saturday to the point that, frankly, they looked like a high school team. I went, oh, that's not good. Yeah, why? why? Well, I know that. You ask. I know. know, The Mercer coach had a little Jason Simpson in him. He said they were really looking forward to the opportunity and they were going to game plan and and work their tails off to to, to be Send a note across the field. (laughs) Dear Coach Saban, sir, we have no business being here. These young men have families that love them. 
they've really enjoyed the pregame and the fans and the whole deal. We have, yeah. They're going to talk about this the rest of their lives. Please don't hurt my players. In return, yeah. tell, them us, tell me what looks you would like for us to give and we'll do the best we can. We play Campbell next week and that's more important. You're not helping us get ready for Campbell and we're not helping you get ready for whoever is next. Yeah. Please don't hurt our players. Thank you, sir. Also, would you mind giving me an autograph? Kane Womack, a really good chance to go 2-0. and They are 16-point favorites against Bowling Green yeah, on, I like uh, them. on, I like, on Saturday. I like good for Kane. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State this weekend. Oh, big yeah. Big 10, Big Woo! 12 matchup. It's an That's Ames a game three thirty. It's a 3-30 start. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing will get done about the time Ole Miss kicks on uh, on Saturday. Iowa State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the uh, over the Hawkeyes. So Carson's got soccer games in Tupelo at 10 and 2 on Saturday. They open their league play this week. Okay. What are the odds that I'm the only person at that soccer stadium watching Iowa-Iowa State on his phone at that moment? You are the only. But you are, you're in. Iowa State has a chance. Iowa State started a little sluggish on Saturday. Iowa looked incredible against Indiana. They were they, they, they were great. Again, I think 31-7, 34-something. It was a blowout against uh, against Indiana and Tom Allen and those guys. Um, Iowa looked a little more complete than – I mean, they're always good and they're always kind of that eight-win team, but they looked even a little better than that. I thought that for a week one they were – a notch higher than we even expect of Iowa potentially. So we'll see kind of what that looks like. As Got a little more speed on. on defense than they've had in the past. Yeah. So. A little, little faster. And then offensively, they are what they are. They're kind of pro-style, balanced, always have decent quarterback play. Yeah. Got some good receivers, good running backs. They go recruiting Florida some. As I said, really crappy week, but I did I did have Texas ULL kind of peg. Texas dominated that game physically, beat up on uh, Billy Napier and the yeah. Cajuns on Saturday. Big time. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite in Fayetteville this week against the Razorbacks. I like Texas in this one. Going to be standing room only, huge crowd, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Arkansas will probably feed off that a little bit. Um, KJ's got to play – K.J. Jefferson has to play a much better game. Now, and I do think he came out trying to do a little much. He missed some easy throws early, but he's going to have to play better than that. Uh, made me laugh, Lee. said Kirk's finally installed his system at Iowa. That's very, it took 30 years. Yeah, very true. Uh, NC State, Mississippi State. So this line opened at State minus one and a half. It's already jumped to NC State minus three. <laughs> Wish we should have called me. Needed that at one and a half, didn't we, when that thing, when that thing posted. I love um, NC State here. You really do. I love NC State. You're just here. not hounding them at all. Are you? Well, this is NC State's pretty disciplined. They are who they are. They're going to line up and run the ball at you, and they're going to be pretty disciplined on defense. Not Pre- going to be great. Not going to be super athletic. But they're going to be pretty disciplined. They're better than Louisiana Tech. Previously mentioned Kentucky at home against Missouri this weekend. Kentucky minus five is the line. Ooh, this one. I like that. Yeah, I like the Wildcats Ooh, minus five. Goodness, you want a lock? Yeah. Just in case that yes. gets a little crazy. Yes. Because okay. it opened at four and a half, so it could still jump oh, on us. Yeah, let's careful. get let's lock in at five. I like the cats there. Goodness. Okay. That's in Lexington, right? That is in Lexington. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan and Washington this weekend. Washington coming off their loss to an FCS team over the weekend. Mm. Michigan, they looked played okay. Western Michigan, but looked fine. Yeah, 47 okay. 7 ish, sure. something like that. They're favored by six against Washington. This is in Ann Arbor this weekend. Okay. So, sure. Good for them. Um, 
Colorado State must really suck because I'm looking at they play Vanderbilt in Fort Collins, uh, favored by five and a half against Vanderbilt. I'll lay them. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to lay them. I'm here. I, I refuse to pick Vanderbilt to cover a line, but just saying, it's not some huge line here. Um, that's really kind of it. I mean, for some late night games, you just want to spend some time on something. Your best one, I think, would be Utah at BYU. I was going to say, because we're going to be doing a post game, and I noticed that there are going to be games on. Yeah, we got Utah BYU at 915. That's, that's not a, bad. That's a seven point line there in that one. At 930, we've got Stanford USC. Um, and that's got a chance to be ugly. It does. 18 points on the line there between the Cardinal and the, uh, the Trojans. And then just if you want a game while we're hanging out, uh, at 10 o'clock, Hawaii and Oregon State kick. So Oof. get a little. Uh, we'll be drinking. As that. So Pac 12, Oregon State. Minus ten and a half. Oregon State lost to whom? I saw that they played. Who did they lose to? I don't know. Um, I saw uh, the fighting John Hartwell's came back and won in Pullman over the weekend. Utah oh, State had a furious rally late and knocked off the Cougars there. In uh, I woke in up Sunday with quite the quite the hangover. I did not use the game patch system, and I should have, but I didn't intend to do what ended up happening. What happened? Just enjoyed. Kind of kept going. Enjoyed the day and lost count. You didn't really mean to, but not really. Oh. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed the LSU thing as it was unfolding. Did you turn Matt on that night? Did you no, see? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I woke up and had to come downstairs. Fell asleep upstairs watching Did watching you? some of the late stuff. Yeah, um, it was fun. The guy with him who kept screaming about UCLA shooting confetti completely made my night. Yeah. Like he was very upset by the amount of times UCLA was shooting confetti. He'd had more than I'd had. Oh, he he had, had a lot. A lot. Uh, Purdue is who beat Morgan State. I knew it was some. Oh. I knew it was some Big Ten F Power Five team or something. But I couldn't remember. Well, it was. Purdue's going to be your very middle. There, actually, bottom of the pack. Really? Big Ten this year. Yeah, the Big Ten seems a little more. What did Illinois do? Did they come back and beat UTSA or did they lose? They lost to UTSA. Wow. Yeah. Shoo. Yeah. Talk about Welcome it. to the Brett Bielema experience, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and if you're in Nebraska. Because mm. I don't think they got all happy about beating uh, Fordham or whoever they played over the weekend. No, most that, assuredly not. That didn't do enough. I did see the kid from Fordham tied the NCAA record for most tackles in a game. He had 30 on Saturday. One dude. Moneybag Ty says that people are reporting that there will be no changes to any coach's sideline responsibility for tonight's game. Yeah, there was nothing I don't to... know why this is a story. I mean, I don't know what you... What, you, what, is what it would to... even be a, be a change? I guess you're talking about who would make the decision on fourth down. Yeah. Jeff Lebby. Because it was his offense. Yeah. I mean, and these decisions have already been discussed. Hey, if we're up this, we do this. If we're down this, we do this. These guys have all coached football for a long time. It's not like they're lost without Lane Kiffin. Like, I do, what do we do? Kiffin will be on a Zoom, by the way, after the Yes, game. yes. So there's, I did know that. Yeah, there's that at least. I guess I should have made a headline and made a story out of it. Should have, but nonetheless, he will be available. Sources, colon, Kiffin yes. to be available on Zoom. Yeah, so... <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Um, look, we're not going to be with you in the morning because 
the game will we will have been done with coverage like six and a half hours when that time would normally be. So uh, we'll figure out. We've talked about potentially an afternoon show tomorrow to get you something, kind of get up to date. Although we don't know what any press conference situations look like unless you do, Neil. I've not been told for the week. Do you know? I do not know. Okay, so let's figure that out. Let's get a game play tonight, and we'll go from there. I would we'll, assume we'll, that. Lane will be available tomorrow. Would do something on Zoom tomorrow. Yeah, that's my guess. Because he's technically still. Like, oh, like okay. I don't know whether Lane is available. Like, how does this work? Oh, I didn't think about that. From first yeah. day of symptoms, which was definitely a, not time yet. Then no, it's ten days from first symptoms. So I don't think he'll be available for the Austin P game. I think he just gets under the wire. Okay. Judging just by what kind of he has said in those couple interviews, but either way, yeah, we'll. Figure that out. No show in the morning, and then we'll go from there on whatever this looks like. We'll let you know. But tonight, Ole Miss Louisville, seven o'clock, and then hand raised guys or right post game show when it's uh, when it's over. We'll yeah, we'll, that, we will hit uh, the button quickly. I mean, if if it's a blowout one way or the Might other, not even hit it before. We probably will get started before. Yeah, so we'll be with you tonight here in the uh, same bat time, same bat location, and uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Enjoy the game, and talk to you here in a few hours.